0: to Nat's Talk On The Go, the longest running Washington Nationals podcast going to day. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our supporters club, Nat's Talk On The Go Special Ops. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Drugan and Craig McHenry. Joe and Craig, let's do it.
1: Well, we've got a very special episode 150 of Nat's Talk On The Go because Craig is on the road. For Craig's on the go. He, Craig is... Nat's talking on the go right now. Uh, He is on the road for work, but uh, we had to make sure we got a podcast in this week,
0: so. Absolutely. We're doing the thing. We didn't do our Sunday night uh, new-ishness because there was a lot of the sports going on with the Nationals at Citi Field beating up, completing the sweep of the Mets and the Washington Capitals completing the series victory against the toronto maple leafs
1: yes it, it was very important to to get some sportsing and on sunday so we decided to uh, after one week of our sunday our new sunday format to uh say screw the sunday format but uh we'll get back to it we promise but yeah and, and that would have been a perfect time to to have a conversation too because uh the nets had been playing very well to that point <laughs>
0: Very well. It was what seven in a row?
1: Yeah, it was seven in a row of, in the winning streak, which to I start know, the since year is the great. Last
0: time we had recorded, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Since the last podcast, they had won every game, um, yeah. and it was fun. And it wasn't like they looked throughout del- that seven-game winning streak. They looked completely dominant. I yeah. mean, they, it was
0: it was it was all around performances. Uh, starting pitching, the offense was
1: clicking. The bullpen looked good. Yeah, it did, which is always the concern. I mean, that the bullpen would look like a disaster because it, you know, it it can do that. You know, that's that's definitely a thing. Uh, it but, is a
0: thing that happens on the rag. Yeah,
1: but for that week, they were they were nails, and you saw why. And you know, who pitched more often during that week and at the back end of the bullpen? Sean Kelly.
0: <laughs> Sean Kelly.
1: So yeah. I mean, when you Not- see.
0: not blake
1: trinan not blake trinan who is who is my candidate for closer now not blake trinan yes (laughs) that is any anyone but blake trinan and i genuinely feel bad for the guy but let's talk about the winning streak a little bit because i mean it put the nationals in 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 excellent shape and to head out to colorado to face the best team in
0: baseball The surprisingly stout uh, Colorado Rockies, yes.
1: Yeah, when I was watching the game, uh, the first game that started and ended too late on Monday uh, of the series because, uh, uh, you know, East Coast syndrome over here. But, you know, when you end up watching, uh, I honestly did not know that Colorado had the best record. uh, Actually, Colorado had the best record in Major League Baseball uh, until the series started. And I looked and I was like, wait, are you... Is this for real? And you looked and it's, it's for real. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. Colorado's never good.
0: <laughs> no, they're not.
1: And and there's no reason. To, the, the problem that the Rockies have and always will have is environment, right? I mean, that's the, they're going to have offense and no pitching and it doesn't matter who they have pitching for them. They're going to have no pitching. And that's why pitchers don't go there unless they need to. I mean that's that's ultimately the problem with with the Rockies. I think. Am I wrong?
0: Not even a little bit. I yeah. mean, the, the ball just carries. The outfield is cavernous. Uh, they were saying on the ball, uh, on the broadcast last night. Uh, there's just there's so much more room in that outfield. You get more bloop singles. You get yeah. more gap shots. There's an abundance of triples. There's abundance of gap doubles. I mean, it's just an just everything. You know, yeah. it's not just home runs. It's doubles. It's triples. It's gork uh, dying quails. You know.
1: Well, the the it's number of stuff. of dying quails that Jacob Turner had hit against him were ridiculous. I mean, it was just like these these plays where you know the outfielders don't want to let anything get past them. So these these balls that went two hundred feet in the air, just you know, dropping in shallow outfield because you know it's just huge out there. There's just it's so ravenous. much. Yeah.
0: It's cavernous. It's enormous. A lot of green space. uh, It's it's, it's a tough environment for the pitchers. And so you see quirky guys like uh, starting pitcher McGee last night with the goofy leg hitch.
1: Right. uh,
0: Who is just trying to find some type of an edge. But, you know, the Nationals being professional hitters as they were uh, third time through the order, figured it out, made some noise.
1: Yeah. And they looked great in the process. Um, And speaking of looking great you know they they obviously they put the team in a in a position to win you know that's right. that that's all you could ask for from your offense but so did jacob turner man
0: yeah jacob turner coming out of nowhere uh steven strasberg going on paternity leave about to have a second child
1: I believe mark? that's right I think uh, it's second it's second. definitely second yeah. if not third yeah. but it's definitely second
0: yeah uh a a multiple child a second or a th- uh, Uh, Not his first child. Right. Um, On paternity leave, not in Colorado, which is okay. Uh, But, yeah, Jacob Turner falling in line with the rest of the starting rotation. Just unbelievable performances to start the year. We talked about it on last week's podcast. Uh, Just the game scores all over 60. I don't have it out in front of me right now. Uh, I'm not sure how quick Joe could be in looking it up. But it just seems like more of the same in the past week with the winning streak uh, national starting pitchers, not just going six innings, one or two or three earned runs, but going seven, going seven plus innings and really shortening that bullpen, uh, making it a lot easier for a, a weaker bullpen to get six outs instead of having to do nine outs, you know. And of course, the Nationals offense is, uh, doing pretty well right now to make it even easier on the bullpen. But, uh, Jacob Turner just, Doing his best, you know, Strasburg, Scherzer, and hell, Gio Gonzalez, who we'll get to later, impressions. Uh, just doing a fantastic job. I think he gave up three runs. Yep.
1: He had a quality quality start with three runs, six innings.
0: Three runs, six innings at Coors. Little cup of coffee start. Uh, you really couldn't ask for anything more out of that. I mean, Coors Field coming up in that situation. Best team in baseball. Uh, I mean, it's just, a, it's just a great performance. So, Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, to me, um, that's the thing. The fact that it was a Coors field and, and, and Turner coming out of nowhere to do that, you know, he's a young guy but never really had much of a, you know, ceiling as far as, you know, a huge expectation of success. I shouldn't say never. Recently, he was a first overall draft pick, or first-round draft pick, but um, you never really looked at him. He's got a career five ERA. Um, not really elite level stuff, but um, to see him come and have that opportunity. And it reminds me, and FP talks about it in the broadcast, and it's great. Like Ross Ohlendorf did the same thing. Now, Ohlendorf did it towards the latter part of his career, not the early part of his career. But um, it's just really great to see a guy who gets a spot start and actually is able to do something with it as opposed to like, you know, Jeremy Guthrie syndrome, who... You know, feel bad for that guy still, but yeah. uh, but Turner did exactly what he needed to do, and then um, you know, I'm on the bullpen. Happened, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it happens. But uh, let's just kind of gloss over uh, the the first game of the Rocky series, and uh, let's just get back a little bit to the to the week that was. I mean, six straight, all on the road against divisional opponents. I mean, those games you you don't like to say they count more because they all count the same but they really do count more uh these are the games that you know you get those big swings towards the end of the year in the division where it really you know you can either make or lose ground and you can you can't win a division in the early couple months of the season but you certainly can lose it
1: oh yeah you could you could put yourself out of contention very quickly
0: yeah So the Nationals getting off to a really solid start within the division on the road, especially, you know, sweeping uh, the Braves in their new home, giving them their first losses uh, in dominating fashion. And then going up to New York, who, uh, you know, they're starting pitching. Everyone says is the best in baseball, better than the Nationals, uh, at least going into the season. Uh, The Nationals put a hurting on all of their starting pitchers. So... kind of put them to shame a little bit
1: yeah and and let's not forget that this series before that was at home against the phillies another division division component uh, opponent that's been playing well and they've won 10 so they in the last week they won 10 out of 12 against division foes i mean you 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 just can't do better than that i mean that's just that's just about as i mean you could do two games better i guess but you
0: you you, you could you could uh yes
1: but it's because it is man. well uh, well not I guess they won eight out of nine against division opponent opponents uh, I was including the Rockies game but still you could do one game better against division opponents but it, it'd be hard to do too much better I mean they just were absolutely remarkable during that stretch so uh, it, it's good to see them get off to that start and it's good to see so many guys clicking. In order to make that happen, you know, new guy Adam Eaton playing incredibly well, Bryce Harper, being Bryce Harper, and Ryan Zimmerman being 2009 Ryan Zimmerman. I mean, he is he is hashtag Zim's back baby.
0: Hashtag Zim's back baby.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna sit on this one for a good bit of time.
1: Sit on what? What?
0: I'm gonna sit on this one. Zim's back baby. I'm gonna just. I mean, I was was right.
1: Yes, you were very right, and almost everyone else was very wrong.
0: Almost everyone else was very, very wrong. I was mocked at, I was mocked, I was scorned, I was uh, made fun of,
1: I was told I was insane. And that's just by me.
0: Yeah, it's very true. (laughs) Everyone thought, I was the crazy one. I don't remember exactly what the context was um how it came up i know it was our season preview podcast uh and i'm pretty sure i gave a rough prediction of uh his end of the year numbers i think i said something along the lines of 280 20 20 maybe even 25 home you runs. said
1: 20 to 25 yeah uh
0: i think i said 80 rbi um but I said he would play maybe 140 games, something like you,
1: that. You, you put a number that didn't make sense, yes. That, that made no sense at <laughs> yes. all. Yes.
0: All of the numbers made no sense yep. to the last four years of Ryan Zimmerman. Yep. Um, but I don't remember, was it in like a MVP for the Nets? I think
1: it was MVP, or... LVP situation. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think you picked him to be your MVP, but maybe, maybe no, you picked him to be so. most surprising or something.
0: Yeah, maybe, but Ryan Zimmerman, good, great googly noogly.
1: Yeah, I posted a thing during the game on, on Sunday night, where or on Monday night, um, talking about how, you know, I just was like, you know, I know Ryan Zimmerman's been good. I'm just going to go flip through some leader charts in Major League Baseball. And the only person who is hitting better than Ryan Zimmerman at the Major League level right now is his teammate Bryce Harper.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, also among those leaders uh Steven Sousa Jr.
1: Yeah, which is awesome. He Harper and Sousa won players of the uh week.
0: Yeah, and then uh Eric Thames.
1: He, which is crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, coming back from Korea
1: to be one of you the best the hitters thing. of baseball. Yeah.
0: Yeah, to be one of the premier home run hitters.
1: Yeah. It's a
0: little green home run heater. They
1: they know what they're doing, and uh, as far as power hitting out uh, out
0: east, so so that's so very good. It's so great to see Ryan Zimmerman, and he is hitting the ball incredibly hard. I know that was the the big hang up last year. Is he had a top ten? Um, God, what's the exit hit exit velocity? velocity. Exit velocity, which. Why don't we just say exit speed? It's velocity is inaccurate.
1: Yeah, that's probably true.
0: Like, it's not right to say velocity, right?
1: It, no, I think it is right, isn't
0: it? Okay, it might be right. But Either one. Speed is also a much shorter and faster to say word.
1: That's it's true. That is cool. That is true.
0: Even velo is it's. Longer to say more more syllables than than velocity.
1: Uh, speed is distance is per the, time ratio, Craig. While velocity is direction aware. Yeah,
0: okay. Ve- okay. Exit velocity doesn't say anything. It doesn't say anything
1: about angle or direction. Direction.
0: So, so it's wrong.
1: <laughs> Craig is. This is a hill that he's going to die on. Obviously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait for <it>. wrong. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. Um, so exit. Spe- he had a top. Okay, Ryan Zimmerman had a top ten exit speed uh, <laughs> last, but his uh, launch angle was down into the ground, which is why he grounds into a lot of double plays and all right. that. You know, hits the ball hard, it's easily doubled up, all that. Uh, so the working theory was if he just you know, gets the exit velocity up or if he gets the launch angle up uh, and maintains the same exit speed, then he's going to, you know, have a lot more success. And he's essentially doing exactly that.
1: He's doing exactly that. Yeah, that's
0: so it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's really it's really awesome to see. I mean, he's he's doing he's just my favorite thing is when he when a player like that can, you know. Exceed all expectations and surprise everybody to the point of he's hitting cleanup in some of these games. I mean, he is just the hottest, the, one of the hottest hitters on the team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's great. It's, it's, it's so wonderful, and it's it's such a surprise. Uh, everyone was hopeful that Ryan Zimmerman could be healthy and hit two fifty and 10 bombs— and play a hundred games.
1: That would have been a dream. That's yeah. I mean, totally.
0: Yeah. So that was the goal for Ryan Zimmerman.
1: And there's a hundred to so, be fair. I there's mean, a lot of season left, but at the same time, I mean, the domination that we're seeing from him right now, we just he, haven't seen at least the last two years. At he's least at
0: what seven or eight home runs are ready.
1: Yeah. He's just killing it.
0: I, it's insane. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a bonus. It's a bonus for sure.
1: Absolutely, completely agree with that. Yeah, C- completely agree. Um, so
0: it's it's coming from all over the the all over the field. Uh, there's a lot of contributors, but uh, the starting pitching just has been just dominant, and it's every single member of the rotation has been. Uh, uh, well, well, let me just say the top of the rotation has been as advertised. Totally, uh, Scherzer, Scherzer has been. Cy Young Scherzer, um, Steven Drossberg has shown no ill effects of his walking off the field in August or September. Uh, was it September?
1: September. Yeah, it was the, it was the uh, last month for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tanner Roark has picked up right where he left off. Uh, uh, Joe Ross came up, just picked up right where he left off. Gio Gonzalez. Yeah. Joe.
1: Gio has Gio has been unbelievable. I mean, what you're seeing from Gio is you're seeing a lot of what, you know, we all saw in 2012 when he was a top was was a Cy Young finalist. I mean, that's how good Gio Gonzalez is right now. Um, he's walking at batters at a significantly decreased rate. Um, compared to what he did on his, uh, what he does on his career, I should say, um, his strikeout rate is down a little bit, but I think that's okay because he's pounding the strike zone. His pitches move a lot. That curveball moves a ton. The fastball moves a lot as well, and so uh, he's pitching to contact a lot and not walking a lot of guys. I mean, it's it's now he still has the highest yeah, walk rate of all starters, image. but yeah, it's not it's not okay. Yeah,
0: keeping. Go ahead. Keeping people off the base paths is, you know, not giving away the free base. You know, that's where, that's where the key is. You know, you can give up a solo home run every now and then, but keeping people off the bases is where, you know, you're gonna make your money.
1: Absolutely. Just look,
0: just look at Max Scherzer. I mean, he gave up a lot of solo home runs last year because he never walked people.
1: Right. I mean that was always back in the day I'm going to throw way back but it was LeVon Hernandez's game too right he he would he would throw it down the you know throw it down the middle when no one was on base if he had to he would he would miss with no one on base but once people got on base then he wasn't giving up a whole lot of home runs you know he it, that that is how you you make it in this league as a as a pitcher you're going to give up some home runs and the other thing about Gio is not just the walk rate but it's he's going deep in games he's yeah He's thrown 20... 20- well,
0: that's, it's it's one and the same.
1: Right, yeah, I that's it's, true. It's tied
0: together. You're keeping
1: your pitch count down.
0: Yeah, he's not having those six, seven pitch at-bats where four of the pitches are balls. Right. You know, he's attacking the zone, and players are, you know, seeing that they are strikes, and they'll get down one, two, and okay, I got to swing at something close, and then they'll you know, pop it up, they'll ground it out, they'll fly it out, whatever. Right. Or they'll, they'll strike out, you know? Right. But he's not having those long at-bats because he's not throwing a lot of balls. So it's tied together, and that's letting him pitch late into the games, which, like I said, uh, you know, the starters are able to do and kind of save that bullpen just a little bit more from, you know, the potential horrors that await <laughs> all of our eyeballs.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. It's... It, starting pitching depth is never more important than when you have a subpar bullpen. And, uh, you know, that's the situation the Nats are in, and they certainly have the right starters for it uh, to to help them get through the process, at least, if nothing else, of of, yeah, so of I, figuring out how to do it.
0: So, yeah, I know in GM just a couple starts, he was really, really solid. And then his most recent start, I want to say it was against the Mets. First inning... Had some control issues, gave up, I want to say, one run, a couple hits in the first inning. I remember watching and just saying, uh oh, here we go. This is it. He's turning into a pumpkin.
1: Right, right.
0: He's he's turning back into Gio, like, okay, all right. He had a great start to the season, but okay, here we go. All right, fine. It is what it is. And then he buckled down, and I think he at least went. I think he went through seven innings with a relatively, you know, reasonable pitch count.
1: Well, in his last start, the one against the Mets, he made it into the seventh inning. <clears throat> but, I mean, it was still a, it was still a, he still has been remarkably better. Um, just, just incredibly, incredibly better. Um, and that's fun to see because... When he is going well and he has that confidence going, he's like one of the more, most confident pitchers in baseball. He's like he's like Max Scherzer stalking the mound, confident when he's pitching well. And the cool thing about watching Gio when he's pitching well, he's he's picking up his players and he's pointing to players and he's thanking the umpires. He's just like his personality is a whole different a whole different thing than when he's not going well.
0: That was cool when he thanked the umpires. Your-
1: yeah, it was the it was the game. I think it was the game at home against the Phillies, right? It might have been yeah i I think he was leaving and it was like he was leaving in the eighth inning, he went seven and a third innings, and he like pointed to the umpire and he was like, "Hey thanks, you know and that's that's such a cool thing, and I think that uh Geo is the kind of character that he just has that that personality that makes it so cool when he's pitching well, but when he's not pitching well, it just he just looks so curmuginy it's a whole different like it takes that intensity and it makes it so much more negative, so it's much better to see him in this in this light for sure. Um, so where do you want to go now? You want to go with Trey or Harper?
0: Uh, let's go to Trey first. Do it. Let's go with Trey. So Trey's back, uh, from his little, little niggling injury. Um, he has yet to really get going. Uh, yeah. Are you concerned?
1: No. I mean, first of all, when it, when you have a player whose game is speed and he has a hamstring thing, even if the hamstring is mostly fine now, I mean, he's probably... After you do. You have a hamstring issue, even on the DL, you got to figure he's, you know, maybe 90 or 95%. He's not 100%. You're into the season now, um, and his game is speed, so 100% is important. But when you hurt your hamstring like that, and you run, it gets in your head a little bit, I think. You know, you don't want to make that wrong move. So I'm not worried about it. I like that Dusty has been hitting Eaton leadoff still.
0: Um, yes, I very much like that move, and I like that move long term as well.
1: I I think so too, especially with the way that you know you could always adjust it as as quality changes. But I think eating, hitting leadoff has, is is pretty important right now because he's been um, spectacular. Wh- he's been unbelievable. When you think about huh? when you think about leadoff hitters, you know, Denard Span in DC is probably the best leadoff hitter we've ever seen. And How dare you insult Nick Logan like that. <laughs> nice. Um, but but Adam Eaton, all he's done is, is, through the first, you know, his he's played 19 games so far, is put up exactly his career average numbers. I mean, yeah, which, which are incredibly good career average numbers. Hit An on-base percentage, you know, pushing 400, hitting 282 um, with speed. So I think when... You look at it, why change what you've got there? Um, I don't see any reason to do it. Um, not to mention, he's a left-handed bat up there, which is always nice. Right. Uh, to, to, oh, have, to start off, to have Harper hitting third. The, the thing that I think that the Nationals are struggling with, or going to struggle with a little bit now, is both Rendon and Turner are struggling. And so yes. you don't have a natural person to hit two between Harper, uh, you know, between Eaton and Harper. Uh, and I think you have to bank on that long term being Rendon if you're going to have Eaton stay lead off, uh, and then you just have to adjust accordingly.
0: Right. And the good thing is there are several options at the top, one and two. Between Eaton, Turner, Rendon,
1: yeah, you know,
0: right there. There's plenty of options. It's an embarrassment of riches, really. It, I mean, it's the one thing we were talking about. The Nationals, one through eight hitters, are spectacular. Yeah,
1: they're 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 the top two, top one or two offenses in Major League Baseball. One through eight.
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, just I mean, just look at Grand Slam last week. It was right amazing.
1: Right. But when you, it, it's the depth where there's a problem. So having Turner Turner back is important, but he's got to get lit up. And, you know, I think he's going to be fine. I don't think we're going to have, a, you know, a sophomore slump meltdown year uh, situation.
0: Back. He's... He's come back uh, hitting him better than when he got hurt. So. Oh
1: no question. He's he's just in general making better contact than when he was than yeah. than from before. So you got to imagine that's going to figure itself out over the course of a season. But it's not to say you're excited about it. But I'm not too worried about it. But I really do think it's important for Eaton to stay a leadoff at least for the foreseeable future. Now if Trey Turner starts starts killing it, you might you might consider s- flopping him. But even still, I think uh, you, Turner's going to hit for. I mean about as much power as, as Eaton. You know, it's going to be around the same amount. And you'd rather have the left-handed guy, you'd rather do left-right-left at the top of the lineup rather than right-left-left-left-left, left, left, left. <laughs> um, which is what you're going to be dealing with. Unless you Zimmerman stays consistent, and then you throw Zimmerman four, and then you get some real lineup parity there. Yeah. If, if there you, if you have Murphy hitting five. Day. Say that again?
0: There was the the, a the lineup the other day that was left-right-left-right-left-right-left-right. Left, right, left, right, left, right.
1: Yeah, it's and when Zimmerman's going well, that's what you have the ability to do. Like that, when when Zimmerman's doing that, all of a sudden you have someone that could not besides Daniel Murphy who could do that job, and so and there's
0: there's definitely a benefit, uh, you know, for the Nationals, not just you know to have the flexibility if someone's not hitting, but uh, a competitive advantage against the opponents because the opponents don't know what's coming
1: oh yeah for sure you
0: know, Dusty Baker has so many options he can put out vastly different lineups based on who the starting picture is going to be for the other team
1: yep yeah I mean you could you could really stack lefties at the top or vice versa or keep going left right left right I mean yeah you have a ton of options it's really
0: uh who was the team the Nationals uh played to start the season I think it was uh maybe the Marlins who didn't even have a lefty
1: yeah, the Marlin, Marlins was the first series of the year, and I think you are right. There was like there was like, there was a lineup where they did not have a lefty in the lineup.
0: Yeah, or no, they didn't have a lefty
1: arm. Yeah, a lefty, a lefty bullpen because there was an injury or something to start the year, and they didn't have a lefty bullpen. Yeah, I think that's right. And that when when you have Harper and Murphy and Eaton in your lineup, and and Weeters who can mash and also is a switch hitter, uh, that's you know that's talk about a competitive disadvantage that is that is definitely that's definitely an issue and then all Bryce Harper has done is you know put up mvp caliber numbers through the first 3 weeks of the year i mean yeah he's been and it's not just that he's putting up the numbers that's impressing me quite as much as it uh as it's he is and just mendoza did a great job of this on the, on Sunday night baseball talking about this and I think Aaron Boone a little bit was mentioning it as well. He just, he is not pulling off the ball anymore. He, he is staying through balls, going to left field. He is not trying to pull everything. He's not falling off. He just looks, he looks like he's ready to kill every single pitch he sees.
0: Right, and he has been going with a lot of pitches. Uh, he is not, with that not pulling the ball, uh, pulling off the ball, you know, He's going with the outside pitch. He's going to left field with the ball. Yeah. If that's where he's going to be pitched. And, and, and he's going there with authority.
1: I, well, he's going there with authority, and because he's going there with such authority and he's okay with going there for the outside pitches, the pitch is going out to left field Just have the most ridiculous slice away from the fielders. I mean, it's getting to a point where I don't remember which series it was, but he was hitting a ball out towards left field, and the right fielder or the left fielder was shifting towards center field. And it's going to hit a point where the outfield is just going to have to play him straight up because the numbers aren't going to make sense for him to not play him straight up because the slices to the corner are so bad it could turn into a triple if you if you shift too far to the center.
0: Right, and we're at a point right now where Bryce Harper is legitimately, by the numbers, one of the best April baseball players in baseball history. Yeah,
1: which we numbers
0: are bonzian. Which,
1: which was what we were saying in two thousand and fifteen early on that we, you know, he's playing so well; it's unbelievable how well he's playing. This is going to be historically good, and he's starting the year that way. That's that's how he's starting his season right now. It's pretty.
0: He's actually starting better than fifteen,
1: which is. Something else. After after a 16, that left a lot of question marks. It's pretty great.
0: Yeah, I obviously don't have the wherewithal to look at his uh, month-by-month comparison, but maybe I'll be able to dig something up later tonight if I get a chance, and maybe I'll tweet something out. But uh, I'm pretty sure his numbers are uh, dwarfing his 2015 April already, his 2000,
1: which is just
0: insane. His
1: 2015 April, he hit uh, 286...
0: Oh God! Yeah, he's dwarfing.
1: Killing it! Uh, I'm trying to pull up while we're while we're chatting here more advanced
0: numbers here. So yeah, hold no on. Problem. No, no, no! I'll, I'll vamp a little.
1: So bit I now. so in April of 15, 286 average OPS, nine nine eighty five with a one sixty two uh, weighted runs created plus. Really good April. That's
0: great. <laughs> Let's
1: not pretend like it's not a really good April. This April, he's hitting three ninety four.
0: Yeah, that's like a hundred points better.
1: It's like ridiculous with a uh, thirteen twenty one OPS and a two forty weighted runs created plus. That's I mean, a
0: little better as well.
1: I mean, it's an unreal uh, start to the year. So, and 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 in, like Craig said in twenty fifteen, I'm pretty sure that April Bryce Harper won Player of the Month in twenty fifteen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. So, I mean, that just gives you some idea about how good he's been. It's been it's been fun to watch. So, but we have a lot of uh, a lot of happy things to say. But we should probably talk about the bullpen a little bit.
0: Yeah, we probably should.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Blake Trinan is no longer closing. We uh, you know we kind of knew this was coming. Uh, it was pretty obvious after the last few starts that he just had to get out of that role. Um, and so Dusty did did what he said he would never do, which was kind of platoon closing or kind of split the duties, but really it's Sean Kelly is the closer, but we're not pitching him back to back nights or, or was it three nights in a row? Is that, which one was it? Do you remember? I don't. Yeah. So he's not going to pitch him every close opportunity basically, but it seems like Sean Kelly is the closing, the guy who's going to close. And from, from spring, we talked about this. I think we both said that we would want Sean Kelly to be our closer if it wasn't for the two Tommy John surgeries. And it's just that's what gives you the, the big concern. It's the Tommy John surgeries. And two of them. Um so I am glad to see that Kelly is going is getting the primary role. He he deserved the primary role for sure. Um I think Glover is fine for platooning. When we saw Glover against um on Sunday against the Mets he got the job done, but uh, you know for me i 'm looking at it from a critical stance i don't think he really got the job done well. I think he just got the job done and, and got away with it he was He was missing on a lot of pitches um, but this the slider cutter, whatever it is that he's throwing at ninety two is good it's just he's got to learn to command those things that's that's ultimately the the biggest issue that he 's going to have. so looks like we're losing Craig unfortunately. Uh, a little bit with the, with the remote travel, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and we were just about done with the uh, substantive part of the show anyway.
0: Hey, hey I'm here.
1: Oh, you're here. You're, you're back.
0: I'm here. I'm here.
1: Okay. So get a couple of uh, bullpen thoughts from you. Go ahead and drop them, and then we'll uh, we'll do some wrap up thoughts.
0: Matt Albers is great. Uh, Coda Glover has the, all the potential we've seen. I think he's getting the opportunities now, uh, and I think learning at the big league level is okay, uh, for the moment. I honestly don't think there's much Mike Rizzo can do. I know we've talked about that. No one really makes moves right now.
1: Yeah. No Um, team is far enough out of it now that uh, they're going to make a move.
0: Yeah. Other than your veteran free agent signing kind of deal, um, so, don't expect anything like that. Don't expect any crazy trade, anything like that. Um, let's see. I heard a little bit about what you said with Sean Kelly. Uh, he's great. I really like that he just comes in and he's just firing. He's not wasting any time. Uh, I just, Blake Trinan, he needs some time on a bus.
1: Yeah, I think it seems like it's going to be that way. And I, I think I kind of angrily ranted at some point after he blew, like, multiple saves in a row that Trinan um, probably needed to go down to the minor leagues. And while that was angry ranting, I think that Trinan probably needs to go to the minor leagues for a little while. Um, Right. Yeah, so I think you're right about the time on on a bus a little bit. I think he
0: needs some time on a bus. I think he needs to get his head straight. I don't know uh, what his deal is, but I think he needs to leave whatever his hang-ups are at the door uh, and just he needs the whatever bulldog mentality. He needs to go out there. He needs to not play around. He needs to attack hitters because everyone knows he's got the stuff. I mean, he throws 96-97 with movement Yeah, and he's so hittable.
1: Yeah, it's crazy how hittable he is with... The bowling ball sinker that he throws. I mean, he's
0: so... It makes zero sense whatsoever. Yeah. So he needs to stop messing around and figure out why he's being all namby-pandy or whatever.
1: And watching him try and throw on Monday in Colorado was just like... It was sad because his face the whole time almost looked like he was trying to talk himself into... Pitching, he just doesn't believe
0: in himself. Like he's yeah.
1: totally lost it.
0: Yeah, he just doesn't believe in his his stuff.
1: Which and is always the the risk about having a guy close that's not ready to close. Right, you could just totally kill his confidence. And I mean, you could totally other, break him.
0: And then the other team knows it and they feast on it. Oh, you for can sure. See it five straight singles. How how does that
1: happen? Yeah, that's just. You know? That's just, you know, one of those things. And Craig and I are about as big a stat guys as, as you're going to find. But, you know, there is something to that, like, when you don't have confidence and the hitter, hitters, they lock it in, man. It's just the way it works. It's just the, it's just the way it is. Uh, but the other thing that I was saying, Craig, I don't know if you uh, if you want to make a comment about it. I was talking about Coda's appearance in, uh, in New York on Sunday Night Baseball and just how um, his stuff looked a little, like, His stuff looked good, but his command looked so bad that I think that until he could figure that part out, it's not going to matter how good his stuff is, that he's going to struggle a little bit.
0: Well, I think, uh, if I recall correctly, he had pitched the night before, maybe even? I'm not sure. Uh, He might have pitched the night before. I know that uh, Friday nights was an extra innings affair, Um, but... Uh, you know, the, I think that's going to happen sometimes. I think he show, he's had uh, multiple appearances outside of that one. You're
1: recently. right. He did pitch the night before.
0: Yeah. I think he's had multiple appearances where that hasn't been the case. Yeah. Where he has had the command. And I think, you know, you are on Sunday night, you know, you're the only game. Yeah. All eyes are there. The ESPN cameras are there. And for a young player, that's a big deal. Sure, you know? That's. He, this is Coda Glover. This is not, you know, a veteran player. This is a guy who wasn't a major leaguer until July last year. Right. You know, he, he was, was in was single. Around,
1: like, the, he, he was in single A in April.
0: <laughs> right. He was in single A in April last year. He was in like Potomac. Yeah. So you know, a lot changed in 365 days in his life. Yeah. No kidding. So um, that's a big deal for a young player. To be in that situation, and you see, you know, ten-year veteran relievers uh, get a little bit amped up. And totally, they start over. They overthrow, and what happens when you overthrow, Joe? You you miss your spots and you miss high.
1: Yeah, always.
0: Coda Glover missed his spots and he missed high. Yep. And he also threw the day before, which it's still early in the season, and that still has an effect. Yeah, so. no
1: question. You're not you're you're not to your rubber arm period yet. You're still. You're still getting amped up.
0: And I believe it was a cold night.
1: Yeah, it was a cold Probably night there. Probably had some grip issues. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely cold.
0: So, I, I don't read too much into it, to be honest.
1: Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear
0: that. So, I don't know where you came down, but that's where I am. Yeah,
1: it, I said, you know, his stuff is good. It's just the the commands part concerns me a little bit. But your, your points are valid. Your points are valid. Uh. Anything else that you want to hit before we, uh, do our two last two items here?
0: Um, do not think so.
1: All right, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us a special ops, uh, recap situation?
0: Special ops, uh, several of you have not emailed me back. And by me, I mean us. No, it's you. It's me. (laughs) Um, uh... Check your inboxes. I need a little bit of information from you guys, and then we'll get your shirts uh, on the way to you uh, as soon as possible. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. There's always... You can join Special Ops anytime.
1: Yep. Year-round, we don't don't close Special Ops registration at this point. That's not a thing that we do. But one thing I do want to say is, uh, I, I say this every year, Special Ops and this podcast would not exist if it wasn't for Craig. It just, it just, it just would not. He is the the work behind basically everything that happens besides the technical stuff. So uh, th- thank you to Craig as for doing all the work, and it's awesome. Uh, on the other side of it, uh, our designs are Kurt has put together another gem for the. Uh, sophomore year of Special Ops so now if you go to natstalkonthego.com slash special ops you'll be able to see the new shirt design it is really really great Uh, and that's that's work from brain work from both Craig and Kurt so uh, thank you to both of them for that Um, and the last thing I will say and and a bit of a tease uh, we were uh, invited to a pretty cool event in the area uh, baseball-related event on uh, early next week, and we are going to be able to do some, some giveaway to have some people what? attend that event as well. So stay tuned to our uh, Twitter feed, at Nat's Talk on the go, and uh, for some more information on that within the next, uh, I'd say, 24 hours from release of the show. So there's your tease for that. If you if you like baseball and numbers and talking about baseball and that kind of stuff, you're gonna to want to be very interested. Yeah. Is that is that teasy enough?
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Nice. Uh, and good tease. Yeah. Any any parting thoughts before we wrap this episode up, Craig? No, nope, I
0: don't think I have any. All
1: right. Well, uh, my only parting thought is uh, to all of you who have uh hung with us for five and a half years of this show uh on episode 150 why but also thank you uh but genuinely thank you very much for for being part of uh this experiment podcasting is quite a thing now around and we've been doing it for a long time so it's really great that you've stuck around and we really appreciate it uh, so on that note, thanks for listening to episode 150 of Nat's Talk on the Go. And we will talk with everyone uh, next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Nat's Talk on the Go. For more information, check us out at natstalkonthego.com. To become a supporting member of the podcast, click on the Special Ops link at the top of the page or head right to natstalkonthego.com special ops You can contact the guys at Nat's Talk on the Go on Twitter or send them an email at podcast at natstalkonthego.com. If you like what you heard, take a minute to review the podcast on iTunes and help us spread the word. See you next time. Let's go Nats!